0: Hey everybody, Trevor here. Just a quick note on this episode. This is truly a special episode, and we are so honored to have been able to interview Barry Leach. If you don't know his name, you'll be kicking yourself after this episode. He is a legit living legend in the realm of video game music. He has something like 400 games to his credit Um, from the 1980s into the 2000s. And we just have a great conversation with him. This is not a professional interview by any means. You should expect that by now. We just wanted a casual conversation. And we're presenting it raw and just as it was. As a conversation. Ask some pretty stupid questions. You would expect nothing less from me. But since we do want it to just be as it is, there is some explicit language in this episode. This is There's language we would normally <laughs> uh, censor out of this show. But it just seemed wrong to do that. It just seemed um, unnatural. So maybe don't listen with the kids around for this episode. And next week, we'll return to our usual stupidity, but with less explicit language. Please enjoy the show. The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello Super Johnny! Hello Super Trevor! It's me, Mario! Woohoo! Mamma Mia! You guys, you number one! Woohoo! See you in my games! ha <laughs>
1: Welcome to a very special episode of Retro Bliss. It's me, Johnny Townsend. I'm joined by uh, my co host, uh, one of my bestest pals in the whole wide world. Um, he is as pretty as me, <laughs> which is, we're both ugly as sin. And that's Trevor Franklin.
0: I can't argue with any of that. Yep, I'm here.
1: The faces of podcasting, right here. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, we got a real treat today.
0: I'm very excited for this. Despite every other time we said we had a special episode and it was not, it actually is a special episode this time. So yeah, I'm also very excited. This is a first time for us that we're dedicating a whole episode to a special guest.
1: That's right. So this is going to be really fun today on Retro List. We have, uh, well, actually, I want you to go ahead and list all the stuff that this fine gentleman has done. Do you have half an hour? Yes, let's go so read them, like actually,
0: the micro, read them like the micro machine man really fast yeah no i've not I actually thought about doing that but i thought it might get a little ridiculous um this i'm gonna say champion of video game music that's the title i'm gonna bestow him has done i don't know how many games but it's a ridiculous number but i think the ones our listeners here in america at least might know the most he did Top Gear, which, Johnny, if you'll remember, when we reviewed that game, that's when I had to find out who it was that made the music yeah. for that game. That just, introduced us to this gentleman. I was like, this is ridiculously yes. good music. Yes, we both really loved it. So that's when I you know, had to do the research. Um, he did at least most of the San Francisco Rush games, uh, Rush 2, Rush 2049, which is an absolute favorite of ours on the Dreamcast. Oh, man, yes, yes, we love that game. Um which, you know, those are just huge racing games at the time. Uh, Lotus 2 is another racing game. Horizon Chase Turbo, which I have championed on this podcast relentlessly, Um, the composer of that game. Also, some games that are not racing games, like Gauntlet, Dark Legacy, Gauntlet Legends. Um, I think maybe those are some of the ones our listeners would know the most because we were not blessed with the Amiga, (laughs) for example. (laughs) Um, Or, Or talent of any kind. Yeah, a lot of things we're not blessed with.
1: But who who do we have, Trevor? Let's just go ahead and just bring them on. We have Barry Leach. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> there he is. And said very things. Thank you very much. Uh, we're we're honored to have you. Uh, very very happy, Barry. I'm going to call you by your first name, like we've known each other for a while. Sure. If if, <laughs> uh, if that's not cool, feel free to slap Trevor for that. I'm I'm very informal. Good good. Uh, we uh, we don't even know what formal means on this show. <laughs> I've uh, we've made bodily bodily functions on this show and not edited out. So that's how formal we are. <laughs> to,
2: to I just get, had to edit out a bunch of bodily functions from a kid's toy that we were working on. <laughs> <laughs> every time we try and slip some of them in, but every time <laughs> we take them out, you can't have them. But kids love fart sounds.
1: <laughs> they do. They do. That's why our show has a high demographic with the under five year
0: olds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just just to give you an idea of what you're in for, so you're completely relaxed. <laughs> Our very last episode, which we just recorded a week ago, the last half of it was us eating gross food and um, reacting. Yes, and we course. did not edit out the reactions. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> and
1: yes, Barry, this is a video game
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're probably wondering what you got yourself into.
2: As long as you're not going to make me eat
0: gross stuff, that's fine.
2: No, no. No, no, you're you're in the clear.
0: <laughs> well, Barry, I, I was going to save this because I just found this out like yesterday, but you brought it up. I'm very fascinated. Uh, we're going to get into obviously some of the video game stuff, but so you make music for toys? Yeah. That's yeah. actually really cool. is, is uh, I don't know. Can you tell us anything about that? Well, I've been doing it for about 20 years now. Wow. 20, <laughs> this year's
2: the 21st year of toys. I only did video games for what, fifteen years. So this this <laughs> year's my thirty-fifth anniversary um of the wow. first game soundtrack. So yeah, dead toys. I was at Fisher Price for a few years. I did uh, like the Ocean Wonders Aquarium, uh Sparkling Symphony stuff, Pixar, a whole bunch of toys then probably did about a hundred toys over three wow. or four years. Wow. And since then I've been doing toys for everybody else. Um Do you have a do you have a favorite favorite toy? Yeah, out of all of them, probably the Fisher Price potty. (laughs) The potty. (laughs) No, uh, Pixster was probably one of my favorites. Um, It was just like a little video game system. We did a bunch of ROMs for it and stuff. It's 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 a bit like a Game Boy, uh, but it was aimed at four
0: or five year olds. Yeah. So like, um,
1: which is is about my reading level, just (laughs) so you know, Barry. It's he
0: It's been his reading level for thirty years. Yep. Um, I have a. He's not even two years old yet. Our first boy, and I've told my wife several times that I really appreciate it when a toy has not annoying music. Um. Yeah. He has one specific toy, and I was honestly kind of excited to find out if there's. I know it's a small chance, but if you possibly did the music, because when he was using this toy, and this is a pointless conversation because I'm not actually sure what it's called, but it's a Fisher Price. Uh, like a little red car you ride on and it has the coolest tunes. And I thought that sounds like something that would be in top gear. <laughs> like I, I love it when he plays on it because it's just cool music. It's probably one of my buddies at Fisher price. They, they
2: probably did that one. I mean, it's, That's been, cool. it's been a good 15 years since I did stuff at Fisher price. Oh Wow. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't
1: it be heartbreaking if you found out it was just like Justin Bieber? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, somebody's got to have a head every now and then.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did try and put some Top Gear type uh, tunes in a toy guitar once, but uh, <laughs> I got some pushback on those. Oh, <laughs> oh man! It's Whenever sad. you put like minor chords in a in a kids' toy, the marketing people just they, they it makes it sound sad, so they they just instantly reject it. They want everything to be all happy all the time. Oh.
0: Well, yeah.
1: you no, know. but they are they minor chords though. You know that's yeah. mean. Just for kids,
2: for kids, exactly. Yeah, I keep trying to slip them in. Is it, it's a constant battle. I'm always Kids,
0: trying to stick them in. <laughs> Kids are using your toys and they're just walking around with their heads down. <laughs> I'm just sad, mommy.
2: <laughs> well, you, you've uh, got to have that. You've got to have some balance in it. I totally yeah. agree.
0: Yeah. Or it's fake. Nothing means anything. If if yeah, it's just yeah. all that's what I I mean, I love about that toy I'm talking about. It's like I know it sounds silly, but just like with your music, you wouldn't expect a racing game like Top Gear to have emotion in it. But then you play it and it's like this song is emotional. And that little toy has I don't know emotion. I don't know what other way to put it. And like, I genuinely appreciate that. You have to send me a recording so I can hear it. I I will. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I might be overselling it, but when you're hearing the toys we've had, you know, a lot of them are like dollar tree or dollar general (laughs) junk. (laughs) So you appreciate an actual written composition. A few
2: kids myself. I've been through
0: (laughs) rooms full of toys, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at my list of questions here and trying not to, just bombard you with questions but some of the things i was genuinely interested in i think i can't remember it's a podcast or something somebody asked you about if you play video games and you mentioned uh train games (laughs) so i just wanted like what are some of your hobbies like you know maybe like trains for example because uh i'm a bit of a nerd myself and have some interest there (laughs) it's getting dangerously close to an actual interest for me (laughs) i don't actually have a lot of hobbies i seem to just work
2: all the time um Ah. I I do like to play video games, take a break. I mean, that train simulator on the PC is pretty sweet. Um, Train Valley 2 is a nice little puzzle game that you can just jump on and play it for 10 minutes. Get on with your day, you know? It's it's not something that's going to suck your life away.
0: Yeah, I thought you might say that. It seems like everybody who creates things that I really appreciate pretty much. That's what they do. They work all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah so I figured you'd say that, but <laughs> so one of the other things that I've been kind of just down a rabbit hole. Um, I mean, our listeners know there's a couple really two musicians that I've kind of just obsessively going down a rabbit hole. And uh, that, I mean, that's why you're on the show because I started contacting you and bought some of your CDs and, yeah. You know, so bugging hey, you know, you know let's it. just be honest, <laughs> bothering you. Yeah, stalking. <laughs> stalking is the word someone used, but let's not get legal here. I told um, him to stop, Barry. I told him to stop. <laughs> but one of the crazy things I found is, and that's probably what draws me to your music so much, is, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like you should be like a household name, you know, because in my world of the kind of games I enjoy, like, it's just, to me, you know you're kind of legendary you know not to make you feel weird or anything but what i've found is you may not be a household name and a lot of people may not know who you are but it's amazing the attention some of the things you did 30 years ago still get like in the corners of the internet um i was looking up
2: sorry carry on
0: oh so sorry (laughs) so i should let you actually talk
2: (laughs) i was just saying it's really weird you know because i mean i I sit here, and I work in my little studio all day, and you know, I go out and play poker with my buddies once a week, and, and then every now and again, I get to go to Brazil, and <laughs> you know, I'll be on stage with an orchestra or something, video games live, or go to Peru and have a picture of me on
0: a billboard, you know? It's, <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, it's it's really, really surreal. That's just right. Well, I'll ask you about them, because the this whole... I was really div- diving in this today, the... Yeah, you got to... So Tommy Tallarico does the Video Games Live concerts all over the world. He's done it for a lot of years. And Brazil loves your music, especially Top Gear, the music from Top Gear. They're obsessed with it. And um, of course, you know this, but just for our listeners, I wish there... You'll have to let us know if there's like a really good recording of it somewhere because what I found was on a cell phone, um, you know, the actual concert. But... It was just amazing because he, you know, they have lost music from all these huge franchises and huge games that everyone all over the world knows. And then they, at the very end, after at the very climax of the show, you know, he brings Barry on, and they do this awesome Top Gear orchestral orchestral suite, and like the crowd is just going wild. What did that feel like? I mean, yeah, if you can remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally
2: amazing I mean th- that whole thing started like uh, it was like 18 months before that uh, or, or, or a year before it Tommy had posted uh, be- because in, in Brazil horizon Ch- not uh, top gear top Gear is as famous as Super Mario is it, yeah. they they had the Super Nintendo for an extended period of time I guess the, the there was some, either some heavy taxes on the PlayStation one or it. it It was just super expensive. So people said, you know, to hell with it. I'm just going to stay and play with my Super Nintendo. And they could play games with their buddies and stuff. And that was, Top Gear was one of the few two player split screen games. So everybody played it and they played it with their brother or their sister, their cousin, their dad. Everybody had an emotional connection to this game. It's crazy. So from that, I'd have Brazilians sending me uh, videos of them playing the music on guitar and stuff, which was crazy. Buddy, Nino Mega Driver. He, uh, he, he was the first one to contact me. He, it was about two thousand two, I think it was somewhere around there. He sent me a email saying, "Hey, I can play Top Gear on the guitar," and I was like, "Fuck off! No, you can't. It's crazy. <laughs> Nobody can play that. It wasn't designed to be played on guitar." And he says, "No, I can," and he sent me a video of him playing it, and it was like, "Holy shit, he can play it!" You know, his fingers going up and down the fretboard like crazy. It was just insane. So uh, so fast forward 18 years or 15 years, whatever it was, um, Tommy had been doing the video games live thing and every year he goes to Brazil. And the Brazilians are always asking him, hey, play Top Gear. And it, you know, it takes a lot of time and effort to do an orchestration and stuff. Um, so Tommy had posted on Twitter, that or he, he did a video thing that next year when I come to Brazil, we're going to do Top Gear. We're going to play a fully orchestra fully orchestrated version of Top Gear. And I was like, I'm sitting here in my little studio, like, well, shit, I'm going to have to go to Brazil if I want to hear my music played in an orchestra. <laughs> Never been to Brazil, no real idea what to expect of the country. Um, I thought it was all jungles and stuff. And so I started <laughs> reading about Brazil, learning about the country. And, uh, and t- I saw that Tommy was playing a concert in Toledo, which is about an hour from here. So, because I'm in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, um, so I shot Tommy a tweet. I'm like, "Hey, yeah, uh, I see you're coming by. Yeah, you're going to do my tune in uh, in Brazil next year. You want to get together?" He says, "Sure, come on down. We'll talk about it." So I go down to this concert and see what you know his show and stuff. And he he does a fantastic show um, where they play all the orchestrated versions of the classic video game tunes, and you know he has a full video production and stuff and. So, so kids can sit in the audience and watch the videos and be quite entertained rather than just watching, you know, 50 people <laughs> playing violins on stage and stuff. So anyway, I got talking to Tommy and Tommy asked, he's like, have you ever done a fully orchestral piece before? And I was like, no, but I'm willing to give it a try. And he says, well, fucking knock one out and uh, I'll have my orchestrator look at it and fix any mistakes you make and stuff because who knew that a clarinet player couldn't go from like the low E to the high C, you know, Within a sixteenth note, you know it's a. There's all these limitations for classical instruments that you never consider having, you know, just programming computers um, to play the music. So yeah, I, I did a an arrangement of Top Gear and Horizon Chase. It was like a medley of the two of them, um, and then I got to go to Brazil with Tommy to for the premiere. That we did a couple of concerts, one in Rio and one in Belo Horizonte and yeah, it was just the strangest thing. I mean because people always said yeah people know everybody here knows Top Gear and I was like yeah yeah you know <laughs> you don't pay much attention to that stuff and for me Top Gear was like a, it was like a Tuesday afternoon 30 years ago. I, I didn't <laughs> think about it much. I, I, actually the, all, all the music was done in five days. Well wow. <laughs> It was just cranked out because we were we we're burning through games game after game after game just cranking them all out um so yeah i'm sitting (laughs) i'm sitting there at the side of the stage while he's doing his show and in between every song people are shouting out the tune that they want to hear next and they keep shouting for top gear and tommy's a good showman you know he he builds up and builds up each time he's each time he's about to start a new song he's like well i'm going to play this song now that isn't very popular outside of brazil and people are going (laughs) wild because they think it's top gear so by the end of the night, he had them at fever pitch, and uh, he he got me to come out on stage, and they're all chanting, Barry, Barry. So that's my that's my ringtone now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah that, that was incredible. It was an incredible thing to experience. That, that's really cool. The closest I've got to
1: that was one time a listener sent in a picture they drew of me, and I was slightly more slim than I am in real life.
2: <laughs> stick figure. I keep holding <laughs> out
1: of your that, career
2: look thin photoshop it they do it for supermodels somebody should do that for me
1: <laughs> do it for all of us yeah
0: <laughs> the uh yeah that that concert the i think the one i watched <laughs> tommy said uh and now someone no one outside of brazil has heard of <laughs> and at first i'm like well that's not fair but then you know he was really just building them up and yeah the the reaction was just amazing yeah it was
2: nuts and, and the best thing was is that all through the other songs, everybody had been clapping and cheering and making noise and stuff. But when it came time to Top Gear, as soon as they started playing, everybody shut up and listened, and yeah. it, that was just amazing. I mean, it was so wow. It, yeah, it's been emotional just thinking about it.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were sitting there, the at least the version I watched. He actually had you sitting on the stage just so you had the best seat in the house. And I won't lie, I got a little emotional because you know I'm I'm attached to your music and I feel like it's. Yeah, you know, just to see people enjoying it as much as I do, like
2: yeah. basically
0: a whole country enjoying it as much as I do, was pretty amazing.
2: You know what's really weird is that spot that I was sitting in on the stage is terrible. You can't. <laughs> it, it's really, really quiet there. It's surprisingly quiet because uh, the the orchestra is off to your right hand side, and the speakers are off to your left. So you're in this dead
0: spot between the orchestra <laughs> so, and the speakers. So stage. he was just filling a crappy seat up that nobody else. Could use. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy actually spoke to me at one point during it, and I could hear him crystal clear. He wasn't shouting or anything. Wow, (laughs) that was weird. (laughs) Totally surreal. Did you get to record or at least go to the Skywalker uh, Skywalker Ranch as part of this? Uh, Tommy asked if I wanted
2: to go down, but you know, it's like I've been in a recording studio before yeah and it's <laughs> it just to have been invited do, do i want to come and work <laughs> the answer is no yeah <laughs> <That's a good laughs> i'll answer. let you do the mix it just <laughs> you know, because you're talking about mixing together a whole bunch of violins and stuff he'd recorded all that stuff over in, uh, in budapest or somewhere uh, and then he came back wow. to america and mix it all together so you've got you know 60 80 tracks of instruments that you're mixing together.
0: Phew so top gear basically made all this possible but of course horizon chase which I'll, I'll bring that up in a minute came from top gear yeah but when you wrote and i think the answer is probably no just based on what you just said but when you wrote uh i think it's called las vegas is the track that is just huge in popularity yeah. when you wrote that track for top gear did you you know when you backed away from the desk did you think I, you know i've done it now you know people are gonna love this 30 years from now <laughs> or did you just move on and didn't think about it?
2: Yeah, fuck no. I was just a wee chin and <laughs> I banged out. It, it, it's my favorite chord progression. I, I I use that chord progression all the time. So uh it, I, I had I had not worked on the Super Nintendo before and uh I got sent down to Gremlin Graphics because that's they, they were the guys programming it. And so I went down and uh to do to, to do the music and to, to work on this development kit that I'd never seen before. So we poke around and we find a, a music.s source code file and I open it up and that looks like music data so I start editing it and screwing around with it and uh, so, so the first thing I put in is just a little arpeggio going up and down the scale and that chord progression <laughs> and then I just built on it from there. I banged out a quick little pop song and by that time <laughs> it was like a uh, well, the 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 reason there's echoes on the arpeggios is that I found this echo command in the in the source code. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. I've never done heard that before. Up until this point, there was no computer hardware that had built-in DSP effects, and the Super Nintendo had this little echo command or effect. And so I I added this echo, and it was it was superb. Thing with echo and echo 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 echo, echo. and. And I compiled it, and I'm sitting listening to it, and I'm like, this is awesome. And the programmer comes over, and he goes, yeah, look at that number there. You see that number? You've used all the fucking memory to do that echo effect. <laughs> so either we're going to have this little you know, 64-note arpeggio playing the whole time, or you need to lose the echo or change the <laughs> echo. So I had to change it and make it really short. That, that was the biggest echo I could get away with. But anyway, so uh, what did we do by by that time? By the time I'd finished writing the tune, um, I'd gone down on the Monday, and it was about Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. By the time I'd finished that, and so it was like, well, I want to go home on Friday because I'm I'm down in Sheffield. I'm having to stay. At, I'm probably sleeping on a programmer's couch or some or on the office floor or somewhere. I'm not. It's not like they paid for hotels for us back then. <laughs> uh, so from there. Uh, I just started grabbing all the other tunes, like the tunes from Lotus 1 and 2, and putting them in, just so I could go home on Friday and <laughs> go see my <laughs> pals <laughs> the, Moonbed bed for once.
0: Not, not to get off topic, but you bring up Lotus 2, and that's a game that I've had on my Sega Genesis for years, but I'm thinking the music on the Sega Genesis is not yours, because...
2: I, b- I believe the-, I, the Lotus numbering system was all weird, especially when it came to Genesis and other versions. Um, the Magnetic Fields guys were cranking out the Amiga versions, and I think Gremlin started doing other versions, including like the, I think there's a PC version as well.
0: I think you're right, yeah.
2: And they just started, you know, taking the music from the first two and putting them in <laughs> the first three, actually.
0: I think some of them even have more more music because i know that that title screen music from lotus 2 is just so cool and i actually just put the game in my genesis uh which i've had since i was young um it's like no that is not it that's not the same uh it's not bad music by any means but it's definitely not as catchy as as your music from the i guess it's the amiga, amiga version um that's just something i was curious about but cuz i know that's well that's one of the things i randomly looked up uh just the lotus 2 title thing and, and this just—I don't. Know, this just blows my mind. I found this guy. I don't even know who he is. Just some random YouTuber. He has like 796 followers, so you know nothing big. But in mm-hmm. most of his videos, you know, have a few thousand views. You know, maybe a breakout hit has 10 or 15 thousand views. But he just posted the title music from Lotus 2 that you made, and it had a million views. Jesus. <laughs> it's like that's just this guy with 800 subscribers, because wow. people just they're like oh yeah i remember that and they just i don't mean, know it sticks with them and i just think that's awesome um that that lotus tube is just you should play it for people after we've talked about it here because
2: uh i will i'll wrap that that down. was one uh it, it was just the cd started coming out and uh somebody got a cd player at the office or a cd rom or something for the amiga um so we could rip sounds off it see i, I never had any samplers or synthesizers or any of that stuff. I was having to rip samples from other games and demos and stuff just to use in my music. So, uh, so one day I went round and I grabbed every CD in the office that I could. Everybody that had, you know, music uh, CDs, and one of them was uh, "Pump Up the Jam." So uh, <laughs> I snarfed the, uh, I snarfed all the samples from it um, that I could from the beginning. And uh, I had a dream one night about the piece of music that I wanted to write, and so I. Uh, I ended up running into the office that day to write the Lotus 2 music the, the, the idea that I'd had in my dream it was really weird um, <laughs> but yeah it all came together just beautifully using those samples And uh, th- there's some samples from yellow in there oh yeah no, <laughs> it, oh, yeah. no it's the yeah I, I caught that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. I'm I'm about
1: to give you a giant compliment Barry so just hold on to we're, just, you might want to be sitting down for this <laughs> um, I don't know as I was listening to your music today, I was going back over it because I wanted to f- refresh myself in the, the soundscape there that you create. I uh, and we're going to definitely let you when we end this uh, let you uh, you know uh, talk about where they can get your music at for sure. Sure. Uh, but uh, it really it really reminded me of soundtracks and video games that I really really liked. Uh, like one of my favorite ones of all time is like the soundtrack to Sonic the Hedgehog two mm-hmm. and my first thought was, man, if they do another, you know, like 2D Sonic game, and they don't call Barry uh, Leach to do the soundtrack, they're really messing up. So, so are there are there soundtracks uh, that you really wish you'd gotten to do, or are there ones that you said no to that you wish you had said yes to? I don't
2: think I've ever said no to a job yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hate turning down work. I, I think I've only turned down one or two things, and those were usually because the they weren't going to be profitable or because uh, the person was a real dick and I didn't want to work with you. <laughs> yet you still said yes to us. <laughs> well, you guys aren't dicks so there you go. <laughs> well,
0: it's early in our in our friendship so uh, is, it, is, yeah. it too, is it too late to mention this is not a paid gig? <laughs> oh yeah man I,
2: I was told it was gonna be funny. <laughs> he's, he's going
0: Barry Barry are you there? <laughs> <laughs> now, and speaking of turning down jobs Uh, Top Gear 2 and 3, or 3,000. So I don't play those near as much, even though they're really good games, because honestly, your music isn't in them. What, I mean, that seems so weird, so backwards now. I'm sure at the time it was just a practical reason, but uh, is there any real reason... You didn't go back and do the Top Gear two. Yeah, give us the
1: dirt, Barry. We want the Here's dirt. Give
2: us the dirt. Yeah, I'd, I'd gone to work for Ocean Software. I was working in ah, okay. the competition. <laughs> yeah, well, that do it. <laughs> I, it was Patrick Fallon did those two. Um, I, but I, I got to work on Top Gear Rally. That was, you know, ten oh, yeah. years later. I was in. By then, I was in Seattle, and that was really weird. By then, it felt like it was ages away,
0: you know, since I'd done the first one. But In Top Gear Rally, it's a surprisingly good game. I need to go back and play it now that I because I remember the first time I played, I didn't even know who you were, but I do remember thinking the music was cool and the game was just so much better than it should be for a Nintendo sixty four Rally game. Um, I got yeah, I need to go back to and play that. that.
2: They they really pushed me to write a different soundtrack from Top Gear. They didn't want they didn't want it to sound like Top Gear, huh?
0: What a weird choice!
2: <laughs> well, in that and so that's why it had a it had a that piano title tune thing. Yeah, and uh, then by the time they released it, they were like, "Yeah, they think the piano title tunes a bit shit. They want something dancey for, <laughs> for Asia and Europe." So we're like, "All
0: right, all right, a dancey tune then, something more like Top Gear." <laughs> <laughs> what, what a novel concept! <laughs> let you write the music. You're going to write. It. Why don't you just let me make the choices? <laughs> yeah. what you're paying me to do you know
1: so that's that's one thing i'm really curious about when it comes to making a a soundtrack for a video game so when you're contacted for a job uh, what information do do they give you about the game so you can kind of decide what kind of sounds and stuff to
2: use for it well sometimes it's nice if i can get to see a video of the game so i know the pacing the speed of the game so i know how fast the music should be um Sometimes it can be a nightmare. You know, you get people arguing over, a, you know, a snare drum sound or something. It's, and sometimes it can be like a dream job where they don't ask much at all. Um, Horizon Chase was really was a dream job. I mean, they only showed me a couple of pictures of the game and it was really early uh, just with the square cars and stuff. I think the, I think my, my tunes on my SoundCloud page still have the artwork on them with the little square car. Uh, and the game, I mean, looking at it now, I'm surprised I even signed up to do the game because I was just like, yeah, it doesn't really look like it's going to be that great a game. But <laughs> these guys were super excited to do this game. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll do it. It'll be fun. And so, you know, they, I started writing the music and they, they really didn't push back on anything at all. Um, they just let me do my thing, which
0: was awesome. Well, that makes sense because they're Brazilians who... Basically worship Top Gear probably, and they trusted you to do it, <laughs> and that's why that's why it was. Well, I'm just I, this is literally a question I wrote down, and feel free to not be humble. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I literally wrote down, do you consider Horizon Chase Turbo your masterpiece?
2: Uh, I think it's pretty good. I quite like it. I mean, uh, I'm sick of it. I fucking have heard it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm probably one of the only people that turn the music straight off because I've just I listened to that for six months.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that is that is. rare that I would suggest, um, maybe not to the point you're sick of it, but I, I would actually suggest people seek out the soundtrack to Rise and Chase Turbo who have no interest in the game. And that is, that's a rare thing because even great gang music, I probably wouldn't really listen to every song, at least, you know, outside of the game. But I think that's just a rare exception and i'm so glad the game turned out so good i, I think the game's just fantastic it's it is isn't it i mean it, it really surprised
2: me i mean you've got a, it imagine you're me right you're writing this piece of music uh, the, all these tunes and stuff for the game and all you've seen really is this picture of a blocky car yeah. um, and, and you know you, you they keep sending you pictures of horizons and stuff you know the, the buildings off in the distance and it's like that means nothing to me i mean i <laughs> no, the, these mu- pieces of music aren't tied to geographical areas. It was, uh, it was, and then and then they released the uh, the Horizon Chase World Tour on the on the iPad first or the, or the iPhone, and uh, so I snatched my daughter's iPad from her hands and went down, downloaded the game and fired it up, and it was like, holy cow, this is a good game. It was just so <laughs> fast and everything just worked really well. The, I, I was really worried the mixes were going to blow out the speakers on the, on the iPad and stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. What did the kids say today? It was a slapping soundtrack for sure. It
2: slaps. It slaps.
1: slaps. There we go. Sorry, I messed it up. It slaps. until we're old. Uh, Barry, I know, uh, you know, as you can tell from my sultry tones of my voice, I'm a professional podcaster, but uh, I also have a hard time going back and listening to my shows just because, I'll just really nitpick any little mistake I make or how I pronounce something or or just how I sound. Do you find yourself kind of doing the same thing when you're going back and listening to uh, work that you've done?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it drives me nuts sometimes listening to some of the tunes. It's like, why the hell did I do that? I should have changed that or <laughs> some of those notes out. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Well, Johnny, that's a pretty deep question, but I'm going to one-up you. Um, okay, try. I, I try. can't. I got to erase this one off my notes. It's important. Uh, Barry, did you do the music for Wheel of Fortune for the NES?
2: Yes, I did,
0: and the <laughs> Sega one as well.
2: The uh, the Game Gear, well, no, no Game Gear. What was that we Sega thing? The handheld Sega thing. Yeah, the Game Gear. Yeah, it was Game yeah. Gear. Yeah. All right, so so all right, we we're in Britain. We don't have Wheel of Fortune on the TV there. We don't know who Vanna White is. <laughs> so we we got the job of doing it, and we got a cassette <laughs> tape of. A bunch of takes of Vanna White talking, saying all the things that she'd recorded on her couch at home with a little <laughs> cassette recorder. And uh, and the sheet music, except the sheet music was just that single note sheet music that tells you the, you know what, what the melody line is.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, wow. <laughs> so I had no idea what the real music sounded like. So I just started <laughs> programming it into the you know, the NES and I think it was just the NES, maybe Super Nintendo as well but uh so so i did that and i was like this is shit and, and with, then, uh, with I, th- I think the game gear version of the music i think i did it in 15 minutes because uh it, <laughs> it, it was that quick to convert it from the from the other version i think we did wow. a spectrum version or something
1: but and little, uh and little did barry know that just across the ocean uh two uh two unlovable morons uh <laughs> we're playing this game and having
0: a great time. <laughs> we loved Will of Fortune on the NES. My whole family would watch it. Like, yeah. I, it's, it was so weird. Like, of all the games we had, they didn't care about, but they would watch us play Will of Fortune. <laughs> and awesome. so we we were enjoying your music and not even having a clue, you know, that somebody made the music because we were just little idiots. But we, we love that game. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to know because I could see some of these games, like the Wikipedia is not – it's a little sketchy but I thought you probably did it. So that's awesome. Well, so uh, that cassette tape of Anna White that we had, and and she's,
2: I can't remember the phrases that she said, but she would, she had a real nasal American voice. And to us, a bunch of, I'm I'm from Scotland and I'm working with a bunch of Scottish and Northern English guys. And (laughs) we can hear this loud American, West coast American female voice. And it, and it, it's rattling the the speaker in the cassette recorder. We're like, that's pretty fucking annoying. What if we just sample the ones that are really annoying that make that you know that rattle the speaker and stuff? So we picked all the most annoying takes we could find of her saying the words, and uh, and then put them in the game, and and then we got we got a letter from Sega. Commending us on the quality of the speech and the music and the game. <laughs> we're like, really? <laughs> we spent like fifteen minutes on this. We picked all the shit ones. Just <laughs> it's so strange. We were kids. I mean, God, I was nineteen at the time. You know, we weren't making any money. We didn't really take the we didn't really take it seriously because it was just a fun <laughs> thing to do. I
1: mean, it's... wow we were concerned Barry before we started this interview if we were going to be able to
2: if you were going to be able to understand us <laughs> <laughs> I'm more worried about you understanding me I need subtitles sometimes oh we got well, you we got you
0: well gee just to let you know here here in America we you earn like 10 cool points just by the fact that you're from Scotland and have an accent <laughs> yes yes and <laughs>
1: and uh Oddly enough, Trevor and I lose 10 cool points because we're from the South and this
2: is how we sound.
0: Yeah. Just, just, just <laughs> we can't change. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Yeah.
2: I mean, it, I, I never considered that I would ever come to America. You know, I, as a 19 year old kid, you don't know where your life's going to take you. You're, you're doing video games, uh, music for video games. It's a brand new profession. Your parents, my parents tried to talk me out of it. They thought I was an idiot. <laughs>
0: probably probably was an idiot for doing it. Could have been a doctor and made some real money. But uh No no offense to doctors, but uh I wouldn't be <laughs> you wouldn't be on the Retro Bliss podcast if you were a doctor. Let's just put that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They don't <laughs> interview doctors.
1: <laughs> well no, we don't. And we have doctors just clamoring to be interviewed by us constantly. We <laughs> turn most
0: of them down, honestly. We we've turned every one of them down. I've said no every time. <laughs> Which is probably a mistake on our part because we both suffered from gout, and they would probably have some tips yeah. for us. But...
1: <laughs> no, but oh, this is also the number one gout podcast, Barry. I don't know if you knew that.
0: <laughs> and speaking speaking of gout, no, um, and the answer might be Will of fortune, but is there a soundtrack of yours that you just think more people would enjoy if, if sort of an undiscovered gem? Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's probably a lot of them, honestly, but.
2: Oh, there's a lot of them are shitty. I mean, there's so many.
0: There.
2: I I never had a formal training in in music. I mean, I left school at 16. Um, I wanted to go and take on the world. I mean, I had my first video game published when I was 15, and the magazines reviewed it and said it was shit. So I gave up writing music for video. But wow. so at, so at the time I was 16, my career in video games had started and ended. And I, I went and became a an apprentice engineer for Rolls Royce making airplane engines. Wow. And that was shit. And then I <laughs> took on a I, I did a a computing course, a, a training course uh at an I it was a high tech center, they called it. Um and it was supposed to be a two year course. Um for morons i mean i knew all about computers so i mean the first 3 weeks was basically how to turn the computer off and on again <laughs> so, i don't know uh, after that i tried to go to college to do a computing degree and i got bored with that really quickly because you had to write your program down on paper instead of just programming it which just seemed like idiotic to me <laughs> so i ended up uh, some of my buddies were making video games so i said hey if you give me a prop, if you program me a proper music driver, I can probably write some decent music for you. Because the music driver was the real limiting factor. That's the code that plays your music on the Commodore 64. And if you listen to, if you listen to Rob Hubbard's music and Martin Galway's music on the Commodore 64, you'll notice there's such a big difference between them stylistically, and that's because of their music driver, the code that plays back
0: their music. Huh yeah it's funny none of this is (laughs) sorry it's a bit technical maybe no it's just i'm just thinking how amazing it is like none of it we're just we're just dumb barry well
1: (laughs) Kevin and i are dumb
0: as a kid or even a teenager (laughs) or even as an adult now like none of this is how i'd imagine it's kind of like (laughs) and i don't mean this in a bad way because it's awesome but it's kind of like a kid you know just like worshiping mickey mouse and then he goes to disneyland and catches the guy taking his mask off Mm. you know it's like It's so, it's not how anybody would think it happens. I mean, like, you know, you said you were just goofing off, you know, and that's how, you you know, to you it was never probably even meant to be a full-time job. But I know to us, it's like, you know, we imagine you're probably off in some castle somewhere, you know, (laughs) still in Scotland, just enjoying the fruits of your labor.
2: (laughs) Well, we didn't know at the time. I mean, what was, uh, we didn't know if video games were going to last because uh, yeah, they yeah. were just a new thing. It was all—it was a whole new thing, and the whole—the whole video game industry in Britain was basically run and worked at by children. We were all <laughs> between eighteen and twenty-five years old. Uh, but yeah, it was a bunch of kids, and it was basically like a big frat house. Um, and we didn't know where it was going to go. Who knew it was going to be a career? It was better than you know getting a proper job. Nobody wanted to do <laughs> a proper job. That sucks. Well, but then, <laughs> lucky as, as lucky long points. as you were as long as you were making money and getting to do what you wanted to do and you know I had enough to live that was everybody was happy but then over time you know you you realize well it'd be nice to have a car or be able to
1: (laughs) yeah, have a house,
2: rent a house that I could live in by myself and not have to share with six guys.
1: yeah one one thing that I really picked up on when you're talking about your career and getting started uh, is as any creative person I think knows and I'm just lumping myself in there just to make myself feel better, uh, that, uh, criticism from other people, uh, it can take many forms and how it kind of pesters you. Like, do you use this criticism to drive you? Like, uh, I, I still remember getting an iTunes review from somebody saying how painfully unfunny I am. And to, <laughs> and despite that person, I just did more podcasts <laughs> just despite them and now i just now just cry in the shower and everything's fine but uh but you know it's but that is something to me that i don't i'm just very curious how do you handle you know just cause i mean me and trevor both know your music's great but there's going to be somebody out
2: there who's going to criticize it for whatever reason oh people have criticized me from the minute i started i never let it stop me but i started writing music my parents are like no that's shit you shouldn't do that you're not musical you're not studying music at school your music teacher says you're rubbish do something else (laughs) and so i start writing music and my music was terrible i sent it to every company and nobody bought any uh so i made more demos and sent them to more companies and it was eventually uh, actually before before i sold my first tune um all the guys i respected the rob hubbard martin galway uh all those guys uh, there was a big interview in the magazine in britain where they got all the composers together and uh and they talked about me, and they made fun of me, and I was this, you know, a fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old kid. Wow! I, I, can you imagine that in the press these days, having a magazine <laughs> making fun of a sixteen-year-old child? Wow! But to me, that just it just pushed me on. It, it it got the fire inside me going. I was determined <laughs> to, you know, to do it. It's like I'm not, I'm going to do this. Fuck all y'all, <laughs> as they <laughs> say down south. <laughs> I lived in Texas for a few years. So. We do say that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the horse you rode in on—that's right that's <laughs> the full <whole> phrase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was just stubborn, and I got lucky. I had enough skills to be able to to arrange music. That I mean, it, it was—I I, got to say—the first three or four years of composing, my music was pretty bad. Um, but then I. I think I stumbled upon how to just learn by repetition, basically what worked and what didn't work
0: and I got lucky and you mentioned you know you it seems to me like you kind of found your sound, but when I get outside of the top gear horizon chase loop, which is just it's hard to get out of that loop for me because I love it so much mm-hmm. I don't feel like like I can tell it's you, but your music doesn't always uh. uh pfft. Can't think of the word. Rush. San Francisco Rush. Um, now I believe you did the N64 Rush 2 and then also uh Rush 2049 on N64 and Dreamcast. Dream yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Rush 2049 is just one of our absolute favorite racing games. I can't tell you how many hours we spent with that. And even at the time, like and even now, I would not have thought that was you. Because it's so it's like the opposite of Top Gear or Horizon Chase. It's almost chill or yeah i don't know it's cool i don't know any other way to put it but somehow it gives that game its own atmosphere and we absolutely adored that game the music is definitely a part of it uh that's because I, I decided
2: to because you know to me it was here you're going to do another racing game It's like well fuck i've already done fucking 15 10, <laughs> 10 racing games by that point and it was like well what if i do one that just i don't have a bunch of arpeggios that just do drum beats and stuff and keep it kind of bass lines and speaking about styles there you're talking about how you can usually tell Uh, did you listen to like dark quest music the dark quest toast
0: no is that one i need to well i'd just
2: be interested in your take on it because i mean for me it was a shit ton of work and i put my heart and soul into some of those pieces and it just seems to like totally go under the radar nobody ever notices it I think I've sold one copy. <laughs> of the so
0: that's soundtrack. the next. That's the next one I'm going to look up. Then,
2: <laughs> yeah, write that one down. So, because I'll forget it. No, I forget things. It, it's on my Bandcamp. You can have a listen and see if you like it or not. Nice, nice, nice. But also, what's on my Bandcamp is the two rejected soundtracks for Twisted Edge Snowboarding. Nice. So <laughs> af- after I did uh, Top Gear Rally, um, I started on twisted edge snowboarding and i was I, I felt bad after top gear rally and i was kind of like fuck it you know i'm just gonna go back and do it in my racing style i i, I want to do something that's more like top gear you know then and, and so that soundtrack is it's kind of interesting because going back to it now i can hear that musically it's uh it's definitely halfway between top gear rally and uh and rush too because I start to I, I start to experiment into that uh more simpler drums and bass, you know, music.
0: Yeah, that that's that's exciting because there's one we haven't covered on the show and uh now with the connection to you that just really adds to it. And of course, uh, we absolutely hate the music. We just won't cover the music on that one. We'll just, <laughs>
2: uh, both, both my soundtracks got rejected. I, I, I did oh, one soundtrack. Oh, the like re- that. That we
0: hate it already because we're Team Barry. <laughs> so you didn't do the soundtrack that actually got accepted then? No,
2: no. I, uh, I, I did that first I, one that was more electronic. And then they said, no, no, we want it to be more heavy metal. So I did this heavy metal soundtrack. I recorded a guitarist. Um, we put a ton of samples. really stretching how much we could fit in the Nintendo 64. And they rejected that as well. They decided wow. to go with a Primus soundtrack. So I was
0: like... Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't really want to cover that game anymore then. Yeah. Uh, that game is dead to me. Yeah, it's dead to me too. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I had any more burning questions, but I think... Um, Johnny, did you have anything else like specifically? Uh, no, but Barry, you can ask me questions. <laughs> yeah, what, games, what games are you guys playing
2: just now? that's the thing now we used to play every single video game that came out and now you can't there's just there's too many you're drowning in it yeah yeah there's
1: so many and that's the other thing too i feel like i'm missing out on some because i know there's some real gems in there that i just don't play because either i don't hear about them or i just don't you know have a system that plays them or or what or or what have you yeah Uh, yeah we mostly nowadays uh especially well, it's easier for me because I work from home in the in the beginning anyway, so yes. I can just kind of I have more time to play and stuff. But Trevor does not; he has a he has a, a, a quote unquote real job uh, where he actually does work <laughs> with doctors and such. And uh, I don't get the so doctors' his... pay though.
2: Kills <laughs> the <laughs> doctor to turn it off and on again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I almost told him no to be on the show, <laughs> uh, but he, uh, you know, he his time is limited when it comes to this. I mean, he's got a family too. I don't. I I'm just a lonely manberry. I was not kidding about crying in the shower. I sob every time <laughs> as the water hits my delicate skin. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh I I you know, I play anything from like a I like to play games that I can kind of turn my brain off and and you know just kind of have like I can play it for 10 15 minutes or whatever. Uh, like you were mentioning before uh with one of those train games. So I'll play games like, you know, Fortnite or I'll play a, like a basketball game or 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 stuff like that, but then I'll also I'll turn on my Nintendo Switch and sit there and uh, dive into like Mario games and that sort of thing. Uh, but also, uh I really love on the
0: Switch to have the
1: what's it called, Trevor, where you can play the old games on there. It's something online. It's
0: like no a, the SNES online and the NES online. Yes, yes. So I play a lot of those
1: too, going back through my childhood like that. I didn't know you could do that. Play them online.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. Like we played um. Like the Donkey Kong Country games, you can play through them with a friend online, or uh, some of the beat 'em up games. Uh, I would really love for Top Gear to be on there. That would be because if it was on there, they would make it so you could play two player online, and that would just be amazing. Yeah, I would. love You know, that. I think
2: some of the I've, I've got a, a a Peruvian Top Gear Facebook group on my Facebook, and they, uh, as we all I, do, I think they have a way <laughs> of playing it online against each other because they have tournaments and stuff, and
0: that's cool that is yeah that is cool and that actually uh, you know what we're playing now i still pick up horizon chase turbo i'm not just saying that but uh pretty much anything i can play for 15 to 30 minutes and feel like i've i don't know i've, I've met my goal of having fun you know being entertained yeah um that's pretty much what i go for now and i've actually pulled out my game boy advance and uh kind of rediscovered some old racing games on it um which it might seem ridiculous because they're so simple but it's like yeah they uh the music is part of it, you know, where music had to be so specifically written. Um, it's not now you can just license any music you want to, you know, and, mm. and the track design, there were actual tracks. Now it seems like every racing game is just a big open world. Um, yeah. I think I like limitations and restrictions as I get older and busier. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually yeah. don't want to just be able to do anything.
2: I know that uh, I was playing that cyberpunk 2077. And you're uh, like, this this is a huge world. I just, I'm gonna get bored just driving around here. You know, yeah,
0: looking that's, for things yeah. to
1: do. That's kind of how I felt when I was playing uh, the last Red Dead game. Uh, I was sitting there playing it, and I was like, I have to actually clean my gun. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what the yeah, full <laughs> <little> too much.
2: <laughs> to, uh, game Boy Advance games. Did you play uh, Splinter Cell: Pandora, or King Kong, or Batman: Rises Sin Tzu?
0: I don't think I really played many licensed game on, games on the Game Boy Advance. Um, no, I've not played any of those. Did you do those soundtracks? Yeah, I was just curious.
2: Because oh. I never really got any feedback from them. It was right at that period where the internet was just getting going, I think. I
1: played a Batman game on like the PS2 or whatever system it was on. I didn't I'd, play it for the Advance, though. Yeah, I just did the, the Game Boy version, Game Boy Advance.
0: Wow, so see, I, I'd miss that you'd even done Game Boy Advance games. So that's Are I'm those the three that this. you've done? yeah yeah
2: well there's probably others I, i've got a big <laughs> list when i was going to peru they, they kept asking me how many games i'd worked on i was like i don't know a few hundred so i ended up <laughs> I, I sat down and I, I spent three days going through and looking online getting artwork and listening to videos on youtube and it was about four hundred and twenty-four thirty, somewhere around there wow i'd have to look <laughs> at my spreadsheet to see i keep forgetting to add them and i was the ones i've worked on since then
0: and you've not even done it full-time you said in 15 years yeah pretty much well
2: but you gotta remember a lot of those old games were across six or seven different that's years, so no. it was really easy to accumulate a bunch of credits
0: the this and i'll probably be disappointed by this answer but uh, one of my hobbies is board games i i love uh you know board games from all over the world and what in such a niche hobby, a lot of the best board game designers, it's really not their full time job. Um, which I think is kind of sad, you know, if you're that good at something, I, I think that should be your full time job. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: was video game composing your only job? Uh, when you know, once well, once you started it basically,
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, once I started, that was all it did from 86 till uh, 2000. Well, eight, Eighty eight was when I got my first full time job, and I've been in video games, and then it was that way until two thousand and well, t- two thousand was when I went to Fisher Price. Oh. well well, after Fisher Price, I spent a, I know I had a year or two just being freelance and doing some day jobs and stuff. I had a job in a warehouse. I, in fact, I started my own business in the warehouse, huh. selling tat on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good Scottish word, tat.
0: <laughs> is junk. I was, I was a little embarrassed to ask, but I wasn't even sure what that was. <laughs>
2: but yeah, and then, you know, since then I got started uh, focusing doing more on the toy audio just because there wasn't any game companies in Buffalo, New York. And, uh, I don't know. It just, uh, it, it's hard to find work these days. Everybody wants to do game music and nobody wants to pay for it, you know?
0: Mm. Yep. That th- this this is probably a stretch, but is there do you have any audio clips or videos of some of the toys you've worked on because th- th- this is just fascinating to me. Um, uh, yeah, or- you give me a
2: second let me go grab a toy.
0: Oh, is this is am really <laughs> Oh,
2: the physical toy is even better. <laughs> I'm
0: very excited about this. I don't know
2: the
0: I don't know why this fascinates me so much, but it really does. Because <laughs> somebody has right. to make yeah. the, the sound effects and the music for these toys and nobody thinks somebody about it. Nobody
2: has to do them. Let's see. Yeah. This one is a, this is the Bright Starts uh, uh, Nest and Sing Pots. Oh. Uh, it's a guitar. Never mind. This is a Baby Einstein guitar. It has stopped making noise. It was making sound a minute ago and I didn't want it. it plays other stuff too. <laughs> to <laughs> Come also, on, nah. I, I,
0: I feel like I heard a little bit of the uh, the arpeggio in there that you like so much.
2: <laughs> the batteries are going bad in half of these <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it, it doesn't play
0: the music it plays one note.
2: hang on we'll find one that works I got a pile of them
0: here. We- we could be playing you know top gear rise and chase turbo music but i think we're just going to fill it all with the sounds of the toys (laughs) oh yeah that's slapping yeah i was rocking out to that very cool (laughs) now barry oh there we go (laughs)
1: that's so cool oh it's a uke I can see you I can see your uh, little boy playing it, Trevor. Oh, he'd love it. <laughs>
2: anyway, you get the idea.
0: That's cool. <laughs> That's it's really cool. It's a
2: lot of fun to do this. Oh, and that one, one shut up. It's gonna play all day <laughs>
0: now. <laughs> well, Barry, I don't wanna keep y'all not, but is there which I think the answer is probably your website or Bandcamp, but just in whatever detail you want, where can people find your music? Because honestly, um, like I said, the rise and chase stuff. Honestly, I think if you're listening to this, you appreciate games, especially retro games. It's worth owning the album. It's worth buying the album for rise and chase turbo. And then you'll probably go on a rabbit trail and get some other stuff too. But where's the best place for people to find your music?
2: Uh, you can go to barryleach.com and there's links to like Amazon and Bandcamp. and U- I, I've just been trying to focus on YouTube lately. I've been adding more stuff to YouTube. So if you search on YouTube for me, you'll find me. Oh. And his last name is L-E-I-T-C-H
1: just so if you're Googling it, look it up that way. Uh, Barry, uh, real quick, I'm sure you get this a lot because uh, you mentioned before nobody wants to pay for things anymore but uh, we're going to have you do Uh, like the new theme song to this show and we'll pay you in exposure. (laughs) I'm sure it's something you love to hear. I get that all the time and I hate it.
0: (laughs) By exposure, he means the illegal kind.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's funny, you know, just uh, the whole business side of things uh, because it's become so much easier to create music than it ever was. I mean, you have to figure when I started, in order to create music, you had to know, a bunch of guys that could all play music, all play instruments well. You had to go to a recording studio to record them, and then produce it, and it, then you'd have a uh, get it pressed on vinyl or cassette or something. And then computers came along, and this is what totally fascinated me: that I could program the computer to make music, and I didn't have to do anything other. I didn't have to practice. I just had to program the computer. That was it. You know that. that <laughs> It was laziness that totally inspired me to be able to create that. <laughs> I didn't want to have to sit and practice a piano every day. I had a buddy that played piano. His mom would make him practice for an hour every day. He hated it.
0: I'm sure and guess not- what? He has not been a <laughs> retroblist either. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just a quick note to all the listeners out there. Uh, if you, an artist of any kind, uh, never, never, ever say you'll pay them an exposure. Uh, just don't no. do that.
2: <laughs> I hate that. Even now when people, uh, I, I got screwed on a gig a few years, a couple of years ago now. It was a video game that's, I think it's just coming out soon. I don't know. I haven't, I don't know whether to name it or not. <laughs> just go, go ahead.
0: This is the place for all the dirt. <laughs> no, <up to>
2: you. <laughs> I, do, I, I don't want to give them any publicity fuck those guys yeah um, but uh, it was one of those things where they're like uh, yeah we want you to do a sound effects test to see if you can see if you're suitable to do the sound effects for a game i'm like well fuck go and get one of the you know 400 odd games i've worked on that I've done the sound effects for. <laughs> right but, you know use that as a test they're like no we, we want to have everybody do the same piece of video and we'll make a decision based on that uh-huh so I'm like, sure, whatever. I Just, you know, if you can pay me, you know, a minimum, a, a token payment just to cover some of my time. I figure it would probably take me about six hours. So, and they said, sure, sure, we'll do that, or whatever. So I ended up spending, it, it took me less time than I expected. I did this little video um, and uh, and they loved it. But I ended up uh, not getting the gig. I, I don't think I seemed, <laughs> I, I don't think I was enthusiastic enough for them. Um, so they ended up reject going to somebody else I, I, or it could have been somebody cheaper. Um, but, uh, they ended up using, uh, one of the, the sound design things that I'd done. I, I can't go into too much detail, detail about it without giving it away. So what game it was, but, uh, I did a pretty unusual thing with the sound design and, uh, they had their when i saw the video for their game which is almost finished um they had that feature in it they just had someone redo it which really pissed me off they even stiffed me on the token payment wow and you can get that in the end so <laughs> wow. and use
0: your stuff uh, wow yeah that's
1: yeah i think uh i think a lot of artists can most certainly relate to that i i even me and my little goofy drawings that i do I have very similar stories to that
2: So yeah you should never yeah. ever do anything free i mean it yeah. sucks totally um I' yeah, only lesson I had to learn. <laughs> I've only got stiffed a couple of times in thirty five years so it's it's never been for a huge amount of money um, thank God <laughs> <Good. Yes. Yeah. laughs> that's the other thing too you know find out where people where people live that owe you money <laughs> <laughs> yeah what yeah. so I, I sent Trevor to go
1: collect for me and uh, <laughs> he always comes back with nothing and he actually pays them money
0: yeah I come back with splits <laughs> it with them <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I would forgive myself if I didn't ask uh, is there any juicy news you can give or anything you're working on or anything you'd I, like to be working on you're hopeful about I just finished some DLC
2: for Horizon Chase Turbo uh oh sweet it's, not been, it's been announced that it was in development so I can say that much without them beating me with sticks <laughs> um this... There's other stuff that I can't talk about, though. That, so oh.
0: the, I, I was going to say this. Sorry.
2: <laughs> the new DLC has, uh, I think, three full-length pieces of music. Oh, nice. So I'm excited about that. Some of them were pretty good, although we, got into, we had some creative differences in the development of them. But in the end, I think we came out pretty damn good. We got a stronger piece for it and one of them it's like you said the last thing you did was the best thing you ever did so
0: (laughs) that's the best thing you ever did no the the summer vibes dlc that i really love the music you added to that so that's
2: i really like that i I was really happy with that myself too up until this recent one which i've now decided is the best thing i've ever done
0: (laughs) (laughs) sweet well, speaking of Horizon Chase, the last thing, um, and I almost hate to say this because I want to be sure I get a copy and I don't want but, you know, I want you to sell as many as possible. Or are it, hmm, now I'm wondering if I can say this. You you told me so I think it's safe. If not, we'll edit this part out. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a double vinyl record of Trip, triple vinyl. Triple vinyl, Whoa. that's right. That's just amazing. Yeah. Is that going to include this newest music for this newest DLC? It will awesome. So
2: that's still and happening it, then. Yeah, the newest music I'll put up on Bandcamp. I'll add it to the. I keep adding stuff to the Horizon Chase Turbo soundtrack on Bandcamp as I release it. Um, because you know if you bought the soundtrack once, or maybe you think I should do
0: an EP, get more money out of people. There you go. <laughs> but no, this, it, it, this is becoming final... an epic soundtrack, an epic size soundtrack, which is just awesome.
2: The vinyl thing should be pretty soon it's minimum records that are doing it and although they haven't announced it yet so i don't know if me opening my big mouth is too much
0: well <laughs> i'm maybe sure with those guys <laughs> no one takes what we say seriously so they'll just assume we're just shooting the breeze anyways so <laughs> yeah well allegedly they're thinking about
1: releasing one there you go I mean, did i grass. mention that i cry in a shower <laughs> <laughs> so. there's, well uh,
2: there, there's also uh I don't know, maybe i shouldn't say
1: Oh, you get <laughs> it, noted Barry.
2: <laughs> well, uh, let, let me do a Google search to see if it's been announced.
1: <laughs> all right. well, while while Barry is uh, Google searching, make sure you do go check out all his stuff. He's like he said, he's got a YouTube page. He's got his own website. He's got uh, his music on uh, it's Bandcamp, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. Yep. yep. Barryleech dot bandcamp dot com. Yeah, you can go check it all out there. Buy an album. It's it's such good stuff. So, highly recommended from. Uh, the most, uh, what do they call us, Trevor? Besides uh, offensive,
0: uh, the who's somebody titled us the rednecks of retro gaming or something?
1: No, I was thinking the most definitive voices. In oh, the, the most definitive
0: voices retro. of retro gaming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're just
1: trying to put us down even
0: more. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can never remember the good stuff. It's the it's the <laughs> cut downs that stick with you. Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, I, that i just googled that and it hasn't been announced yet. Uh.
1: So he'll tell us off air uh, when we beg him to. Yes. Uh, but uh, just go to Barry's uh, websites and stuff. Barry, are you on Twitter or anything like that too? Yeah, I use Twitter a bit. Facebook's where I usually get a hold of me. It's easier
2: to get a hold of me there.
1: Oh, there you go. So go to uh, find Barry on Facebook, and I'm sure he'll make announcements on there too if you want to keep up with uh, all the awesome stuff that he's working on. Uh, Barry, Hello. honestly, it's
2: it's been a major delight for us to have you on here. God, thanks. It's been fun talking to you guys. Also, if anybody has a 3090 video card, wants to sell it for a reasonable price, give me a shout. Can't get a <laughs> yeah. hold of one anywhere because all these bloody scalpers. Oh, man, yeah. yeah they're <laughs> I just upgraded my system. I've, get, I've actually got two 65-inch screens for monitors now, and wow. it's awesome. But I wanted to ha- add a, uh, a third one, uh, a third... Uh, 40, I've got a 43-inch 4K screen, and I need to upgrade my video card in order to use that one. Well, all right. So if you can help him out, uh, yeah, uh, can, look, give me a shout, I'll buy a video card from you. There you go,
1: there you go. And that'll be on his Facebook assume me would want you to contact him there. Uh, <laughs> tell
0: him tell him tell them Retro Bliss sent you and uh, he'll pay you ten percent more. <laughs> I'll pay you ten percent more. Give him a bargain. This name. man's this man's I making mean. art. <laughs>
1: it's
2: so hard to give video- have you guys tried to buy a video card lately?
1: I I, I know for a fact because I've I haven't tried to buy one, but I've definitely heard that that one is getting scalped a lot. Yeah,
2: it's nuts. You can't. Yeah. You, you cannot buy it. You can't even buy a 1080 or a 1070. They're all gone. Every single one.
0: Yeah. It's becoming a serious problem. I mean, not to start a new topic, but like the, the little silly things, like the NES Classic and the SNES Classic that came out, and people that wanted of them just can't have one. I mean, it's yeah. You know, heck, the Switch for the first year and a half, it was when it came out, most people couldn't even have one. Just. Yeah you know that
2: playstations people are able to get playstation 5s yeah Yeah. thanks folks
0: anyway i'm grabbing again (laughs) this this was a great time i could talk all night but i guess uh if we expect anybody to listen to this they don't hear me and johnny blab anymore probably
1: (laughs) (laughs) they hear trevor and i blab enough uh barry thank you very much for joining us Uh, again like we said go check out all his stuff and all the places that we mentioned before, well worth your time. And I guarantee, if you listen to our show, that you've played a video game that Barry's done the music for. Uh, yeah, that's, that's just really cool for Trevor. And I thank you very much, Barry. It's, this really meant a lot for us. Thanks for having me. It was good to have a blether. Hope I didn't swear too much. No, you're fine. You're fine. We're going to decide if we're going to, if we're going to go blue for once or not. We don't know yet. Just constantly <laughs> yeah. beat me out. I'm sorry. I'm Scottish. They teach no. us to swear at school. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I think I actually think we may keep this as the first uh, explicit thing we've ever done, Barry. So that's uh, another. You can put that on your uh, on your little <laughs> <laughs> little something that you accomplished.
2: Yeah, there you so, go. My mom will be proud. <laughs> she yeah, so, always gets so mad at me. She's like, "Oh, you didn't swear in this one, did you?" <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I can't help it.
0: So yeah, you can say, "Mom." I mean, I know you were not a fan of you know me seeking this career, but I was on the Retro Bliss podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I finally made
1: it. Thank you again Barry. Uh, thank, you. thank you. Yeah, right, thank you everybody. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening to us. We very much appreciate it. Stay tuned uh till next time we'll cover uh I don't I think we already decided what game we're covering, but we'll probably keep that a secret. Right, Trevor?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think uh I mean, we're I got so to many I I, forgot I got one. so many. I'm trying to help you here. Yeah. I, got, I got so many uh, improvements I need to make to my house that I don't know if we're gonna have time to record anymore. Oh, 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 oh,
1: that's right. We're going to cover uh, the home improvement uh, video game because <laughs> they made one of those. And, for, Super and gonna, for the Super Nintendo, Trevor and I are going to dive into that. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume Barry did not do the music for it. Uh, really? So uh, <laughs> we're going to do that next time on Retro Bliss. Thanks for listening, to all you all you uh, awesome blisters out there. Thank you very much. Until next time. See ya. Bye.